Well, hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Bridging the Digital Divide. I'm here with my Sherpa guide and friend, Brad McKenna, from the library. Hello, Brad. Hello, Lisa. Good to see you. Same here. So today, I have a special sound effect. <laughs> We're going to talk about... Hacking. <laughs> oh, very scary. Hacking. In the yeah. olden days, you would call somebody a hacker if they weren't proficient at something. Oh, you're such a hack, you're a hacker. Doesn't mean that anymore, I don't think. I don't think people use it that way. So when I am on Facebook and someone says, oh, don't open my Facebook, I think I've been hacked. Yeah. We're going to get into what that really mm. means. But before we do that, do we want to give some terminology about sure. the different kinds of hacking yeah, there is because hacking has a bad rap and as well it should because it's very dangerous uh, personal information includes just like passwords or contact information or social security numbers credit cards a lot can be exposed but that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone who is a hacker is uh, doing it for malicious intent. So hmm. in those cases, those those group of hackers are called white hat hackers or ethical hackers, meaning that uh, the government creates a new uh, uh, system and they hire these people to find the exploits. And so they, they're hacking into the system as a way to point out the flaws so that they can be fixed. See, I wouldn't call that hacking, but it's good to yeah. know that that's what you folks in the know <laughs> are calling it. So that's white hat yeah, hacking. Yeah, right. So... What about somebody who, um, like a Snowden or somebody who hacks into the system and whistleblows? Yeah. Topic, nice. term we shouldn't be using right now. But what if somebody ends up ratting out these companies and saying, hey, there's a breach or there's a problem. The guys you're talking about, the white hat guys, are hired to find those Yes. Things. But what about somebody who maliciously goes in yeah. to a system and says, hey, just so you know, this isn't cool? So those are those are black hat hackers, right? Ah. So they're, they're looking for... They're looking for uh, a way in in order to get something. But their motives are pure. Sometimes. So like that's where the gray hat hackers come in, right? Uh -huh. So you have all these colors where uh, depending on your intent. Okay. Uh, there's actually bug bounties too where like white hat hackers or black hat, they, um, they, there's an exposure to like a system and the company says that if you can find if find it, we will give you this amount of money because they don't know what the exposure is. Okay. And so, so these people can kind of get in there and, and do their So business. that's kind of, to me, more of a white hat thing yeah. because I'm the owner and I'm saying, hey, yeah. find my mistakes and I'll pay you. Right. But somebody who's just kind of playing around and mm -hmm. pointing out the errors in code or the situation or even reporting breaches that yeah. or even even hacking people's emails and yeah. stuff so, yeah so like that's what the uh, that's where the, you know you see that my, my account has been hacked on Facebook that's just because you most of the time what it is is either like you left your phone unlocked and someone was in there or you have a really simple password because there's a lot there especially big companies like Facebook or Google or Amazon they're they're constantly under assault because it's just okay. it's it's they have bots right so bots are just pieces of software designed to interact with with uh, these systems like they're a human but they're not and so the the flat hat hackers will set up these bots and they'll be like basically attacking these big services and if you don't use a stronger password that's how they get it it's just okay. it's called a brute force attack where they just try an almost infinite number of combinations and yours is just one of them so they can have a computer program do that yeah they don't have to sit there no and i would guess some of this gets sold on the 
dark web. Yeah, oh, there you right? go. Oh, I don't know sure. what episode we yeah, talked yeah. about that, but <laughs> that's where all this bad information goes. It can be, right? yeah, for sure. Okay. What about, uh, we hear a lot about Facebook using our data and doing all these things. That's not really a hack because we're saying it's okay, yeah. right? So that's in the but end boy, users. don't you kind of feel hacked a little bit yeah, when you find these bit. things out? So there's a, there's definitely a movement going around the the IT field is like your data is your data, right? Uh, and you should you you should be able to, you should have to opt into this data collection or data selling, you not opt out because that's right. basically what you're doing when you check that box off to say I agree. <laughs> you're opting into basically giving your data away, and it's it's not really. I mean. It's not really a hack, per no, se. No, not really. But, it's, yeah, it does make you feel good. <laughs> no. And especially, we've talked about this quite a bit, how most people don't even read what the I'm agreeing Nobody, to. I'm selling yeah. my firstborn. You can have all my blood. <laughs> and you can have my data, too, right? Yeah. So I just thought of that as kind of shady, maybe yeah. more uh, a transparency issue yes. than a hacking yes. issue. How do hackers learn to hack? Uh, practice. Yeah, I was going to say trial yeah, and error, right? Yeah, for sure. And so there's another group of hackers called the script kitties. And so these hackers can basically create codes uh, or uh, programs and like all the, put them out there on different sites or like the, the dark web. And people who don't know how to hack can grab these scripts and basically do the, have the programs do the hacking for them. And then based on that, they may be able to like reverse engineer the hacking okay. and find out that way. So like the anarchist cookbook, except yeah. hacking. Yeah. Okay. And I know there's some more terminology. Not only do we have the black, the white, and the gray, and the script kitties, yeah. we have types of hacks. Yeah. So let's go over that. So when you, who do you report it to when you get hacked? So, yeah. I mean, so you, <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, there's, what do you do? <laughs> right. You just change. So yeah. change your password. That's like right. the first thing you want right. to do is always change your password because usually that's that's gonna be that's gonna make you more secure. Right. Um, if you have any credit cards or anything that was in the thing that was uh, that was uh, hacked, hacked, cancel it and get a new one. Right. Credit card fraud has gone along has come a long way, right. which is good. So usually, if you cancel a credit card and you're not quick enough, if you say that this was the date I can't I was hacked, uh, they'll usually forgive it for okay. you. Okay, is catfishing a type of hack? Yes, I so that's think more, so. right. So now we're getting into like different kind of terminology. <laughs> All right, let's go there. So one of the one of the types of hacks uh, can be something called social engineering, okay. and that's really just tricking people into getting giving you their information. Ah, the dreaded Facebook quiz. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, which I used to do a lot of them, but now it's making sense to me that I. This is how I look at it. When I look at those quizzes, I think, all right, this one's only asking me a few questions. I'm safe. Yeah. Then I take another one a few days later, and I don't realize sometimes that this is the same group sending me all yeah. these different quizzes, and they're compiling all this data, and eventually they might be able to hack me with yeah. some of that information, right? Most of the time, that's really just kind of getting your your viewing habits and stuff like that, and so they'll know a lot about you. Normally, those kind of like quizzes and interactive things don't really expose your personal information to it. Unless, unless There's you one have... that has 20 questions, yeah. and it says, where did you go to school? Oh, it says, yeah. what was yeah. your best friend's name? Mm-hmm. All these so gives details you that are going to gonna be your three questions yeah. for your, I forgot my password situation, right? Yeah, right? I sure. mean, that is a lot of work on the part of the hacker, but it's got to be valuable to them sure. to yeah. get into your stuff, yes. right? Yeah. All right, so what else do we have? So the catfishing that you're talking about is yes. really, is, is kind, it's not really... 
it's a different type of hacking. It's usually it where the person, the the physical and the digital world kind of meet. And, and the biggest the, the biggest examples you have is like dating websites. Is yes. someone is exp- uh, saying that I'm 23 and yes. a woman, and it's a 40 year old man. Yeah, I've Something, watched that show a yeah, lot. It's, so we'll call that emotional hacking. We'll come yeah. up with a new term for that. Yeah, um, yeah people steal profiles yeah. and pretend, and, yeah. and then these people, if you've not seen the show, they get emotionally invested into yeah. the process and. It's tough. There yeah. you go, right? Yeah, Not good. Just Again, you, like you said earlier, transparency. There's no yes. transparency here. But me as a person, if I don't have, I mean, obviously I've watched the show Catfish and some of these people, <laughs> I'm like, really now? Yeah. Come on. You know, this person was supposed to meet you nine different times yeah. and they keep canceling. Yeah. But um, how would someone do that? Would they just copy and paste your Facebook information and open another account? Yeah. Essentially, so like you have to like look at like the names of the profile, like spell it like a zero instead uh, of an O, or like one. So like my last name has two N's, it was just one M. And, okay, and you can your display name can be whatever you want. Okay, but like your profile, like URL, is gonna be specific. Yes, I was gonna ask you if it was an IP address, but it's your URL. URL yeah. So having someone's IP address wouldn't help you discover who was doing this to you. It's more your URL. I mean, it might if you can. The IP address will tell you where they were logging in from, but you can log in to these cloud anywhere. services anywhere. So the yeah. IP address isn't as important as the URL because the URL is basically your web page, your individual web page on these sites, and it's unique to you. And as far as we know, there's really no way to protect against that. Not really. really. Yeah. Well, they're going to come up with something. I'm yeah, sure. and I, yeah, and most people don't look at like the URL; they look at the display name. So it's very easy to miss the information that's just slightly different, and you're not on the right person's page. So how do people know when they've been hacked? I've had many friends on Facebook tell me they were hacked, and I always wonder how did they determine that? If you get a friend request from yeah. me, they'll say, "Don't answer it because I didn't send yeah. it out." Stuff like that, yeah, for sure. That's usually the only. No, no. That's usually the most common way people know. Like if your email is hacked, everyone in your address book gets an email that really. Is, yeah, that's usually what happens. Is so like they get into your account and then they go, they see who's who's in your email and they send an email, a message to everybody. Wow. Uh, Facebook, same thing, like friend requests or posts. Mm. Uh, you, you hear about that all the time with celebrities. So right? easy enough to miss then yeah. because it's coming from. It's being sent. Yeah. So I don't look at my sent mail no. because once I've sent it, you, in my yeah, mind, yeah. it's gone unless yeah. you reply to it. <laughs> so that makes sense why they would do it that yeah. way. So unless my aunt says, hey, did you send me this? How am You're I going to really know? know? Right. Yep. Yeah. Scary. It is. All right. What else we got on the list of terminology here? So you have the botnets, which I talked about earlier, is just basically pieces of software that uh, they gain access to your computer and you don't really know. It's a little different than the next one is like uh, browser hijacks. Okay. The botnet is like your computer as a whole. The browser hijack is just your browser, which when you're online is basically your tool to do anything. Okay. <laughs> so it could be exposed that So way. when I get that lovely little message that comes on the screen that says, warning, don't yeah. go to this site, it's not safe. Is that about uh, hacking? Can it, it says not secure. Yes. Yes and no. So it could be it could be a, a different, uh, multiple different things, obviously, um, where like, the antivirus companies are always keeping lists of like uh, potentially dangerous sites or the way the code is written. There could be something in there that doesn't match up. There's one thing there's the SSL certificate. Um, you have to, it's a way to secure and prove you are who you say you are. So if I have a, like, so I have a, a certificate for the WilmLibrary.org website. But if I named that the WilmLibrary.com certificate, 
the browser would be like, wait a minute, the certificate does not match the website name. I've had that happen before, yeah. and I know there's yeah. a way to get around that and close that window you, you know, too, you can, but you don't want to do that. You So you can, you can keep going if you know it's safe, if you know that website is safe, because these certificates expire every year, every three years, and sometimes people don't get around to updating the certificate. Yes. You can go to like advanced and continue anyway. That's Definitely happened, not yes. recommended. <laughs> That's happened to me before when yeah. I'm ordering products, and yeah. it'll be like a little mom and pop internet yeah. shop and it mm-hmm. will say they haven't updated their certificate yeah. yet i've had that happen before but yeah. i always say yes <laughs> which i shouldn't do if okay. you know if you know who it is it's usually safer but it is something that yes this could look innocuous but it could be a hack so okay. it's definitely something to be concerned about next on your hit parade yes yeah, so we have uh, ddos you'll hear this a lot so d- distributed denial of service so usually what happens is somebody gets exposed and their computer becomes what they call a zombie which oh. is just used for other purposes. Um, It could be like a botnet could be involved in this. And what it does is so you have a distributed uh, means that there's thousands, if not millions of devices, phones, routers, computers, that what they're doing is they're logging into a website billions of times a second. And so what happens is that in a DDoS attack, it overloads the server. So if uh, Amazon had a DDoS attack, and it went down, that would mean that it, it would go down because okay. it could not process all the requests. So is that in any way connected to a data breach? No, because they can't get a data, really. You're bringing something down. Okay. So you can't get to the So the whole the data. system just whole is system, gone. Yeah. Wow. It happened to... It happened to it happened to Amazon and Netflix, I think, and a couple of huge companies. And what they did is the Internet is made up of what, uh, what they call backbone stations. And these are basically just traffic cops for the Internet. And so um, some group attacked the backbone station. And so every every site that had traffic going through that backbone was down. And so it's a really – it's wow. a huge process. You're talking about trillions of requests hmm. every minute, if not more. And so it's like it takes – it's a huge resource-intensive So thing. that's maybe a black hat thing. But then again, maybe they're yeah. trying to show us, sure. hey, things are vulnerable. Wake up. It could be know. It could be white hat because the way around that is to have failover. And so that just means that you have, you have different data centers with your site on different parts of the globe. So if you're Chinese – if you're, well, China's probably not a good example, but if your <laughs> like European data center got hacked by a DDoS, all traffic would just be routed to your American data center. And so like a white hat tacker, a hacker could say that, look, I did a DDoS and you don't have good enough failover. Right. Is that their firewall that didn't protect that, or is it bigger than that? Uh, so the firewall is is just for like uh, if they can if it was malicious code or if it was ah, like a virus okay. or something like that. But like requests to log in are valid requests, so the firewall really doesn't uh-huh. have anything to do with that. Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I see ransomware mm-hmm. on your list. Yeah, ransomware is pretty is is probably what I deal with most about with the library is like someone can go to the wrong site and in uh, with. A browser hijack, what happens is the full, the browser goes full screen. They can't get out of the browser, and it says, call this number. You have been hacked, and you have to pay oh, them yeah. money. Uh, towns are actually falling victim to this. So, like, uh, another level besides just, like, one uh, computer in a browser, you can take over, like, the servers. And they, oh. they're, like, a town in Florida, I want to say, just paid $600,000 to get their, their domain back, essentially. Oh, wow. And it's just basically these people wanted money. And so they're not going to ask for $200 million because they're not going to get it. So right. they're going to ask for, you know, only, air quotes, $600,000 from a town or Unbelievable. a big company. 
are viruses and hacking somehow kind of intertwined? Yeah, so usually hacking, well, viruses are done through hacking. Uh-huh. Yeah, so usually, so like it could be like a social engineering thing where like somebody sends you an email and well, somebody you think you know, but it isn't really, and there's like a like a link or something to like change your password and you click the link and a virus is downloaded on your computer. Fabulous. Yeah. Right. Wonderful. <laughs> All right. So uh, root kits. Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, that's really technical. And so the root kit is an embedded piece of code that basically gives someone a re- admin access to your computer to do whatever they want and completely lock you out. You should see my face. I'm yeah. like horrified yeah. over here. I hope we're going to get to how to protect against some of these. Next one on the list is Trojans. Tro- yeah, so Trojans are the, probably the most common, right? So like that, uh, that sometimes it can be in uh, like a Word document can have malicious code hidden inside it where the Word document is valid. Or a picture sometimes you have a picture, but in the picture there's like because you can make a hyperlink with a picture and in that could be a virus. So Trojan is just like the Trojan horse, right? So it's a hidden malicious I guess group of I'm getting a headache. I'm getting a headache. You. All right, and the last one on your big list yeah. here is worms. Yeah, worms are just a type of virus that can move to other computers, and so uh, through the network. So, like the library has a computer network, and all the all the all the computers are connected, so they can mm. see each other. So, what a worm would do would infect the first computer and then move on to the second. And these are just the ones we know about. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. there's. Oh uh, yeah, hate I'm to sure. Say. This terminology like to say TV, it, to but be I'm sure there's a lot of other ones. Yeah. What do we do? First of all, I guess how do we know we've been hacked? How do you know? Really, it's tough. You know, so like the root kits or, or like uh, stuff like that. There's a lot of times you don't know. So that's why having an up to date antivirus is very very important. Um, it's going to attack. It's going to uh, monitor you in real time. So like if it knows about the virus. Um, it will stop it from getting to, the, you, to your computer because essentially what the virus protection is, is just a huge list of uh, dictionary of mm-hmm. code that the viruses that are known. So if it matches the code up, it'll stop it. But sometimes code is new. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why you need to update I was virus just definitions. Say that. So, so yeah. the virus protection making people yeah. have to constantly update constantly. their stuff. So how do you know your virus protection is really good enough? Hope. <laughs> for okay. The, for the most part, you you will. So like you run it. You so like you you run it every so often. Usually once a month right. or so. I you usually run a full mine scan. runs in the background. Yeah. You even have to do it. And so that way, whatever it missed real time, or like it maybe it missed it because it didn't know of it yet. And then the when you update your it updates automatically. When it updates the definitions, it'll know when it will. Uh, it will. It will protect. It will like quarantine those files yes. so they can't do any more damage. Yes. Um, like we were saying earlier, some friends or family says, hey, did you send this email? That's another one. Mm-hmm. Um, if computer's running really slow, that mm. could be another one because if someone is using your computer as, as a zombie to uh, to do other things, it's going to use your CPU cycles and uh, you won't be able to you know, check Facebook because things Uh-oh. are going too slow. So once we realize, hey, I think I might be hacked... What do we do? Yeah, run the scan. If the scan doesn't find anything, but if the scan already must have already it, ran and they still got through, right? Run it. it would you so just if you, yeah, it? so if you, that's the first thing you always want to do is you want to you want to run a scan just in case there was a, a window where the virus definition was new, so it got through, but now the virus. Uh, company, the antivirus company has that definition, so running the scan will find anything hmm. that that got its way through. So, little regular person, me, there's no one for me to really yeah. report report to. I'm sure the FBI has a hacking 
unit, but not for little me. So when people discover these mammoth hacks, who fixes this problem and stops these bad guys? It depends. It depends on uh, who found it, uh, where it is, all that kind of stuff. So like... um, if you're if you're hacked, I mean, I think you could always get in touch with the antivirus company. I'm sure, like uh, AVG mm. or Norton or McAfee, most likely have sure. like a forum where you could report stuff like that too. Um, I think the the government has a website. I can't remember what it was to like report stuff, but you really have to know more than just like I have. Um, a virus. I'm sure Hillary Clinton found somebody to call <laughs> when her. Emails went viral, right? And what else can we do to protect ourselves? I guess don't go to shady sites. Try to not go in the dark web, I yeah. guess. I yeah, mean, change your password off. That's always very important. It's so simple, but it's also so strong because if they, your password really is the, 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 the single point of failure or, you know, it's your strongest point of protection where, like, people uh, just don't think about it. But it's, it's so, so simple, but it's so hard right because right. like so many people don't with phones nowadays so many people don't type their password in on like their desktop anymore sure. because they don't know it so <laughs> with the advent of retinal scans and thumbprint oh. technology is that better for you know keeping <sighs> hackers at bay it's so yes for so biometrics is the overall arching term okay fabulous <laughs> use that over the holidays i can't wait so yeah so they would have to have physical access to it to your device, um, there's still you there's, know like all those movies they chop off the guy's yeah, thumb right. and you know I mean if that happens to you you pretty much yeah, know you've yeah been you have hacked, more I problems guess, right yeah that's the least of your worries wow yeah so it's 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 tough because there's um, there's like regulation problems I don't fully understand mm. it but like when I like ten years ago I had a laptop with a fingerprint sensor and those were all the rage you just yes. swipe your fingerprint and you log back in but they're gone now right and, and, uh, and I think what it is is that uh, it's easy easier to get um to to get access even if the person doesn't want it so like mm. the arrests or what you is is the biggest issue is like but oh. spe- facial recognition right, right 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 you only have to show like hold the phone up to the face and it's unlocked and the, the cops have access right. to everything you and want and i heard you know if you were asleep i've heard it well i don't know do they make you have your eyes open when you do it depends, your scan yeah, on it your does phone depend. Right? Too much trouble yeah. for me. I'll just stick with yeah. the numbers thank you yeah. no you know <laughs> i tried to do that facial recognition thing but just was not for me, not for me. And then if you cut your hair or you, I don't usually know, does it, does it just do the facial features usually. probably, right? So if you end up having plastic surgery done, mm-hmm. yeah, which I will never do, but if you did, I don't know <laughs> if it would, we, we'll have to have somebody out there that's had that problem let us know. Yeah. Have you ever been hacked? Uh... I, I, can remember. I don't think I have either. Yeah, Knock on wood, so. thank goodness. Shall we tell the folks your amazingly interesting food for thought? Oh, absolutely. Okay, hang on. And now it's time for your technology tidbit, food for thought. So one of the earliest form of hacking is called freaking. And what that is is basically getting free calls. And so back in, in 1971, a guy, a guy named Steve Wozniak was a big freaker. And what he would do is he would be able to play a sound into a payphone, and that sound was the same frequency, I want to say, mm. that allowed the, comp- the AT&T, I think it was, to gain, gain access to long-distance calls. Amazing. So he could make free phone calls. And uh, Steve Wozniak went on to found um, Apple computers. I love it. <laughs> so that makes me think of the router noise. So basically, oh, he was creating something, something that similar. was talking yeah. digitally, if you will, in yeah. sound or audio, I guess, 
to, he was actually speaking the language of the device, really, yeah. is what he was doing. That's pretty yeah. nifty, yeah. but shady. Yeah. There's another kind of funky little form of hacking that we found when we were doing the research for this show about video gamers. Can you speak to that a little bit? This is kind of a funky one, but we wanted to share it with you. Yeah, so I guess this you sent me this, and it was really yeah. interesting. Is So, like, esports have just gone so popular, and so that's basically just they're building stadiums now for people to watch other people play video games. It's... I used right. to, yeah, okay. whatever, you know, to each your own. Uh, but <laughs> the couch happened, potato nation, right? right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> but it's it's so profitable. And in this case, what you what you found was this kid was banned from, I think, Fortnite for yes. life. For, for life, he yeah. Was, but he was in a competitive field. So right. like, you're talking millions of dollars right. at stake, right? Because right. anytime there's money, things go off. Right. And what he was using is something called an aimbot, which is similar to like the botnets. It's a piece of software where he can apply to his his... Stage his work, his gaming console, right? And so his weaponry cheats. in Fortnite, kind of, yeah, it made him better. I think Shooting, able yeah. to aim, yeah, whatever he's using. And I don't play this thing, but I get a sense yeah. of how it worked. So it upped his level or score or so ability. It's all, it's or? So like the video game is all like it's all computer, it's all numbers, right? right and right. so like when you want to shoot something, that's in a certain coordinates, and then phys- physically trying to aim is tough. So what they're is an aimbot is basically a line of code to automatically lock on to that. Ooh. And so he was banned for life because he was cheating, essentially. And, you know, I don't have the, the information, but maybe we could put it on the, command, uh, the companion page that you have. Um, this kid was crying yeah. and very, and I felt kind of bad for him. But then again, at the same time, he had to know a little bit of what he was doing if he was invested that much in the game. But if yeah. you guys look at this video, it was kind of sad. But they don't fool around with this stuff. It's, this is for life. Money. This yeah. kid is petitioning everybody yeah. online we'll to for them to let him back in. And I suppose they could if they watched him. So the, you know? the thing, what he's leaning on is, I guess it's legal if you're in like practice mode or something like right. that. You can turn on the cheat codes. I remember when I was at Nintendo, I was at like cheat codes for like, you know, yeah. 99 to get lives. to the next level Some, or stuff like that right? so like the, it's built into the, the system but that doesn't make sense to me because wouldn't the screen tell you you are still in practice so mode or something is, wouldn't it warn you hey you're not supposed to do this yeah you can't I, so do like this. you're not supposed to have it in the first place so that's not going to give you Uh-oh. a warning so like in the practice mode it's fine but you need to turn that setting off for to but again it seems like that. fortnite would not allow that so he had to get around the system somehow yeah. and if he's doing it friends and neighbors yeah you know somebody else probably is too. <laughs> and that was in a local kit. I think I want to say Germany or yeah. another country or something. But um, if you can put the link on there oh, for yeah, the folks. For it, yep. um, yeah, kind of sad, but kind of interesting too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. All right, let's tell them about the companion page. How does that work? Sure. So if you go to uh, the library website, which is org slash BDD, you have a list of uh, all of our episodes with links to um, the reading more and the episodes where you can listen to it right there. Excellent. And you can also uh, provide us with show ideas you can ask questions if you think you might want to be a guest on the show call us up and we'll hook you up we'll get you in here so i guess the next few episodes we have we have some guests coming in we're going to talk about a lot of exciting stuff Uh, we're going to talk about when to retire some of your devices and how to go about doing that and i know it's hard for a lot of us to let go of stuff (laughs) so that's coming in the new year Uh, you know everybody wants to start fresh so we'll have that for you and again we do appreciate you listening this is being produced at wctv anything final you'd like to add uh, happy holidays. I don't think we'll have a show before Fabulous. that. Fabulous. So. We won't. So we'll see you guys very soon. And thank you so much for listening to Bridging the Digital Divide. 